Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Sunday, 24th April, 2022. Our bit today comes from Isaiah 43, verse 11. And that says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. It's time to come together, friends, for our weekly tete-a-tete, our weekly heart-to-heart with our Heavenly Father, where we offer up our praise and thanksgiving while he showers us with renewed strength and confidence to face another trying week in this evil and ungodly world. And today, this first Sunday after Christ's miraculous resurrection, we are going to open our worship with a heartfelt but also true song. It's titled, God Will Make a Way. Its author is Don Moyen, the music professor and longtime choir director for the Hour of Power religious program. The story goes that some years ago, he received a phone call late one night, informing him that some of his family members had met in a fatal vehicle accident. And we all know what that kind of phone call can bring. And deep in sorrow, he says, on his way to the accident scene, while contemplating what to do, the Lord placed these comforting words in his heart. Let's sing them now now, with a real heartfelt and soulful feeling, knowing that they are true, because we too have experienced the marvelous comfort and love of our great God in times of sorrow. So, in true sacrificial praise, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will will be my guide, hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. Yes, he will make a way. By a roadway in the wilderness, he'll lead me and rivers in the desert will I see. Heaven and earth will fade, but his word will still remain, and he will do something new today. Oh, God will make a way where there is no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide, hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way. Yes, he will make a way. Uh, Oh, my people, you better believe that if you are a true and faithful believer, then you know that that is the God awesome truth. Our God will always make a way for us to handle whatever comes against us. But Paul said it so well in 2 Corinthians. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble or tribulation, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Oh, my mama. What an awesome God we serve, my people. And if we are only new believers 
and haven't had much of that kind of experience with God, his word is literally littered with occasions where he's made a way where there seemed to be no way. Look at how he told Noah to build an ark now. Poor Noah didn't have a clue about building an ark, but ended up building a big and sturdy craft that would have been a wonder of the world, even by today's standards, all simply by following the God, God's directions. And that story can be found in Genesis chapter 6. The same thing goes for Abraham. God told him to pick up his family and leave for parts unknown. And at 75 years old, Abraham did as told. And God showed him the way to where he wanted him to go. Genesis 12 tells us that story. And what about when God told Abraham to sacrifice his only child, Isaac? And that's after promising that Isaac would be Abraham's road to greatness. Abraham must have wondered what God was about. But again, he remained faithful. And just as he was about to plunge the knife into Isaac's heart, the Lord stopped him and instead provided a ram tangled in the nearby bushes for the sacrifice. And that you can find in Genesis 22. Then check out the descendants of Abraham, the Hebrew children enslaved in Egypt. The Lord heard their cry for freedom and after several hundred years sent Moses to do the job. Moses was rather reluctant, but the Lord stood beside him all the way. And when Pharaoh finally allowed the Egyptians to leave, how did he do it? Eh? By parting the Red Sea and allowing the Hebrews to walk through on dry land, but then closing up the trench and drowned in the Egyptians when they pursued them. And Exodus 14 tells that rather interesting story. And you know what? God didn't take the Hebrews the easy route to the promised land for fear that they would encounter warlike tribes and lose heart and return to Egypt. He took them the long, hard way through the wilderness. And the good book says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. And that comes from Exodus 13, 21. Wow, what an innovative and resourceful God is our Lord. And then when it seemed they would die of thirst in the wilderness, they came to the bitter waters of Mara and complained to Moses, who in turn cried out to the Lord for, for direction. He had Moses cast a tree into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. And that comes from Exodus 15, 23 to 25. And when the children of Israel were hungry, the Lord sent them manna from heaven and quails enough to choke them. Exodus 16 tells that story. And though the Lord kept them in the wilderness for 40 long years because of their stubborn disobedience, until all those who had come out of Egypt died, except Joshua and Caleb. He did so without their clothes or shoes wearing out, or of them becoming sick. And without fail, friends, all down through the ages, 
The Lord has looked after those who bow down to him in all sincerity and truth. And the most important promise he made through the prophet Isaiah in speaking of the Lord as their only redeemer, the good book says it does. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon or scorch thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopian Seba for thee, that's in thy place. What a mighty promise that is, friends. And it comes from Isaiah 43, 2-3. And later on, in that same chapter, the Lord further declares, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Yea, before the day was, I am He, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let or reverse it? Now, that's a very good question, and the answer to it is nobody. And you can find that in Isaiah 43, verse 11 and 13. Yes, my fellow saints, our God is great and powerful enough to make big promises and to also keep them. And did he ever keep that big one about being the Redeemer, which he fulfilled through the death and resurrection of Christ in the Easter season, which we've just celebrated, or in fact, are still celebrating. So if you're a true believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then there's no reason to fear anything this world can throw against us. For the creator of heaven and earth and all therein has promised to protect his people who are called by his name. Glory be! That means we can be assured of the Lord's grace and mercy in any and every circumstance, of his making a way where there seems to be no way, for he is the God of marvelous miracles. Much love. And the postscript for today says, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God, and that's the gospel truth, people. There is no God beside the one of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose son is called Jesus, who paid for our sins by his death on the cross. And his resurrection gives us the promise of salvation. So please, let's wake up and see all of that now, appreciate it, and start living sincerely for Jesus, because he is the only way. And we pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.